welcome to the Loop Lifestyle Podcast, the number one podcast for diabetics who want to have their cake pop and eat it too. I'm your mentor, Stephanie Johnson. Please welcome our very own member of the Cake Pop crew and graduate of the Have Your Cake Pop and Eat It Too program, Diana Hernandez. She is hosting our Monday Mindset episode. This podcast is recorded live on Instagram. We cover health, wealth, and relationships, the blueprint for transforming your life. So grab a pen and paper, take some notes. I hope you find some value in the information Diana is sharing. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Monday Mindset. For those who are new to today's episode, welcome. For those who joined me in the previous episodes, welcome back. My name is Diana Hernandez, and I'm working with Stephanie Johnson in her new program, Looped Lifestyle. If you want to learn more, follow her at the underscore cranky underscore pinky. I will also tag her in the comments. So to do a recap of last week, I talked about struggles and shared personal struggles of mine. And I kind of want to continue with that same topic for today's Monday Mindset episode. So I feel like no one really stops to think and talk about our daily struggles, challenges, or even just struggles in general. And people sort of tend to focus on what to do instead or other people telling us it's going to be okay and to try to think positively. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing your best to think positively and trying to problem solve, but I believe that we won't really move forward until we've acknowledged and validated our struggles time. Now, there can be a, a thin line between acknowledging our struggles and being able to move forward versus acknowledging our struggles and staying stuck in them. So that's something that I want you all to be aware of. If we stay stuck in our struggles and only think about how much we struggle and how many challenges we're facing or hurdles we need to jump over, then we are allowing ourselves to get sucked into that type of mindset. The type of mindset that will make everything that much more challenging, that much more difficult, and that much harder to overcome. On the other side of that is acknowledging our struggles, being aware that we're struggling and sitting in that for a little while because we are allowed to struggle. We are allowed to be frustrated. We're allowed to cry and we're allowed to be upset. So with that said, I'm going to share another story of mine. So for those of you who may not know, I was originally diagnosed with type 2 diabetes when I was 20 years old. I had gone to the doctor's office because my mom had said that something looked wrong with So there I go. I tell the nurse my symptoms and she checks my blood sugar with a glucose meter. It reads 445. She looks at me with a concerned look on her face and I ask, is that good or bad? She goes, let me get the doctor for you. Then I am sitting in the room thinking about a million things. And so the doctor comes in and nonchalantly says, you have diabetes. She then starts talking, and I swear to this day, I have no clue what she said. But I remember being in my head and asking myself, what does that mean? What does that even mean? Like, what would I do with this? What do I do with that information? Where do I go from here? What, what? She stops talking, and she looks at me, and she's like, you're acting pretty normal for somebody who was just diagnosed with diabetes. When I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes, I bawled my eyes out. I guess that was my cue, because then I started bawling my eyes out. Anyway, fast forward two weeks, and I return to the doctor's office, and she gives me my glucose meter, check your blood sugar, and supplies, and then she tells me that I need to prick my finger six to seven times a day so I can check my blood sugar, and I can only eat vegetables, fish, and meat. I immediately broke down crying. My mom went with me at this time. I remember yelling out with like huge tears rolling down my face to my mom with such fear, just like yelling at her, don't let them do this. Mom, I don't want to do this. Please, I don't want to do this. I can't this. And I remember my mom looking at me with such sadness and hurt in her eyes and not being able to say like one word. 
All she could do was hug me and let me cry and cry with me. I honestly still remember like it was just last year. Try not to cry right now. Anyway, so that was probably the last time that I had actually allowed myself to cry about my chronic illness. I didn't really cry about it again until almost 10 years later, which is about two years ago. So obviously all my family was wanted for me was to get better. But when I was first diagnosed, I felt trapped, alone, angry because I felt that diabetes had ruined my life. The last thing I wanted was to be defined by it and for it to be the only thing that identified and made me me. Having diabetes felt like there was no room for anything else. I was consumed by it and in a very negative way. I hated myself for it, but felt like I couldn't get away from it even when I tried. Fast forward nine years, so 22 years later, or two years ago, sorry, I started talking to a therapist about my struggles with managing my diabetes. After many months with her, she helped me realize that I was still grieving the life I had lost when I was diagnosed. She identified that's what was stopping me from accepting my diabetes was, again, that I didn't really, I lacked emotion for it. I then realized in that session that I never really let myself cry about it because I didn't want it to have, I didn't want that diagnosis to have that power over me. I wanted to control my emotions and I didn't want my diabetes controlling them. And then my therapist gave me permission to cry about my diagnosis. And it was hard at first, but once I let myself cry when I needed to cry, I was so surprised by how many tears was were rolling down my face. Allowing myself to cry how I cried made me realize that I didn't know how much unresolved emotion I had about being diagnosed. I slowly, very slowly began to accept my diagnosis and learn that yes, diet is an identifier, but it doesn't identify all of I'm still Diana, social worker, a fur mom, a daughter, a fiance, co-worker, etc. So in the past, when my family or friends tried to ask me about my diabetes, I would shut them down, I would downplay it, or I would quickly change the subject or act like everything was fine. But I had been trying to do it and had been trying to do that for nine years and I hadn't made any progress with my diabetes, let alone my self-esteem. And I knew that this way of thinking needed to change, especially if I wanted to live a long time with a good quality of life. My relationship with my diabetes isn't perfect at all. <laughs> and it's not something that I would wish on even my worst enemy. The fact of the matter is that my diet be going anywhere, especially now that I'm a type one and I was diagnosed as a type one December of 2019. So diabetes is always going to be a part of me and day after day I have to accept it and not let it have control of me again. Every day, every meal, every snack, every outing, every hangout, every party with my diabetes is a battle and a struggle. And I know I have to constantly fight all my temptations and cravings, but it's a fight that I want to fight because I know that even though diabetes is part of my life, I can still live and enjoy life and all the good it has to offer. So to tie all this back to what I was saying in the beginning, I wasn't able to truly move forward until I had acknowledged my diagnosis and learned to accept that it was a part of me. So if you're struggling right now, that's okay. Remind yourself that you can and will get through it. Is it going to be easy? Heck no, but it's going to be worth it. As you guys can see, it took me a long time to acknowledge and accept my diagnosis, but that was my journey. Once my mindset shifted and I had realized that I was giving my diagnosis more power than it deserved, I decided to take that power back. And now I don't feel nervous or scared talking about it. I feel more free. I post about it on my social media and I follow a bunch of accounts that belong to people living with type one to create my own community. And as a reminder that I'm not alone, that I'm not the only one who struggles with managing a chronic illness. And I'm not the only one having those thoughts that I have about my diabetes. So take your power back. 
It's okay to cry about your situation. Any emotions or thoughts that you have are 100% valid and no one can take those away from you. I want you all to try and think of at least one thing that you're grateful for every day so they don't forget about the good things around you when you feel like you're in a dark hole. If you can't overcome your struggle by yourself, that is totally okay. You have a community behind you, even if it's from people you've never met. Just like Stephanie Johnson, I've never met her, but oh my gosh, she's provided me with so much support. Susie as well, I've never met her, and she's still, you know, she's part of our community, and we were texting all the time through our WhatsApp group, and you know, so, and Shannon as well, she's been, she's hilarious, I love her by the way, but yeah, Shannon, we're like, you know, we've never met in person. I have no idea who they are outside of our group, but again, that's my community, right? That's, they help, help me keep accountable, and they help me feel like I belong, and they help me realize that I'm not the only one who struggles with daily struggles of getting 10,000 steps in, of following your meal plan, of making sure, you know, you're supposed to follow your exercises, right? We all kind of need those groups of people to kind of help us get through even just the daily struggles that we have. So find your community, find the people that you connect with, and do that for yourself and just a friendly reminder that it's okay to not do everything a hundred percent of the time but again make that effort to be better than yesterday be kind to yourself and be patient with yourself that was the first time i share that story out loud so thank you all for listening and for just being here and for letting me have this space with you all i really do appreciate you guys again i think my main message from this is just find your community to help you shift your mindset, to help you change yourself from thinking 100% negatively to maybe tomorrow thinking 99% negatively. Again, like don't feel like you need to go into something 100%. You know, again, it's all about making those small steps and making those small steps consistent so that you can then build good habits and good and form a better life for yourself. I know I'm that's still a constant thing that I'm still learning and I struggle with it all the time. But again, I it's making those small steps, making that effort, making that small effort, doing something that you didn't want to do yesterday today and that's a win take that as a win okay so again thank you all for joining me again today i'll hopefully see you all next week bye thank you so much for listening to today's episode i appreciate you very much if you love this episode please take a screenshot and share it on your social media tag me at the underscore cranky underscore panky for instagram and at the cranky panky for facebook you can find the application for mentoring at the link in my Instagram bio at the underscore cranky underscore cranky. Get your application in. We'll have a chat and see if you have your cake pop and eat it too program is right for you. Until next time, stay in the loop.